welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight. In your hearts and minds, I pull up love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit. And no matter the negative circumstances or appearances or dark influences, seen and unseen, let us all stay uplifted and encouraged as we push on a little further through these shifting times on this separate journey we call life. Still, it is important for us to never forget that there is and always have been a battle in the visible and invisible worlds between dark and light forces, good and evil, whatever we may call it, and even if we don't quite understand it. Yet, it is not a battle to gain our material possessions or our earthly things, but this conflict is for the control of mankind's God-given power and dominion and affects us in this present life. So yeah, it is a necessity for us to keep our spirits uplifted and encouraged, no matter what we hear or see or how hard it may be. And it is important that we protect our energy guard our feeling world because it matters but knowing that the spirit of the living God our mighty I am presence within us is our power strength and victory then these shifting times on this epic journey of life though not easy can indeed be breezy when we keep ourselves and one another uplifted and encouraged amen and let us all sincerely from our hearts, uplift and encourage our brothers and sisters. It's important. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. I asked the Savior, Lord, will every soul be saved and enter the pure light? He replied, You are asking an important question, one it will be impossible to answer for anyone who is not a member of the unmoved race. They are the people upon whom the spirit of life will descend, and the power will enable them to be saved and to become perfect and worthy of greatness. They expunge evil from themselves, and they will care nothing for wickedness, wanting only that which is not corrupt. They will achieve freedom from rage, envy, jealousy, desire, or craving. The physical body will negatively affect them. They wear it as they look forward to the time when they will meet up with those who will remove it. Those people deserve indestructible eternal life. They endure everything, bearing up under everything that happens so that they can deserve the good and inherit life eternal. Then I asked him, Lord, what about the souls who didn't do these things even though the spirit of life's power descended on them? He answered, if the spirit descends to people they will be transformed and saved. The power descends on everyone, and, without it, no one can even stand up. After they are born, if the spirit of life increases in them, power comes to them, and their souls are strengthened. Nothing then can lead them astray into wickedness. But if the artificial spirit comes into people, it leads them astray. Then I said, Lord, when souls come out of the flesh where do they go? He replied, Smiling, if the soul is strong, it has more of power than it has of the artificial spirit and so it flees from wickedness. 
with the assistance of the incorruptible one that soul is saved, and it attains eternal rest. I then asked him, Lord, what are the souls of the people who do not know whose people they are? Where do they go? He responded, In those people the artificial spirit has grown strong, and they have gone astray. Their souls are burdened, drawn to wickedness and cast into forgetfulness. When they come forth from the body, such a soul is given over to the powers created by the rulers, bound in chains and cast into prison again. Around and around it goes, until it manages to become free from forgetfulness through knowledge. And so, eventually, it becomes perfect and is saved. Then I asked, Lord, how does the soul shrink down so as to be able to enter its mother or a man? He was happy that I asked this and said, You are truly blessed because you have understood. The soul should be guided by another within whom is the spirit of life. It will be saved by that means and accordingly will not have to enter a body again. And I said, Lord, what happens to the souls of people who achieve true knowledge, but who turned away from it? He said to me, Demons of poverty will take them to a place where there is no possibility of repentance. There they will stay until the time when those who blasphemed against the spirit will be tortured and subjected to punishment forever. I asked, Lord, where did the artificial spirit come from? And he told me. The Mother Father is merciful, a Holy Spirit sympathizing with us. Through the epinoia of the providence of the light, it raises up the children of the perfect race, raising up their thought, their light eternal. When the chief archon learned that they were elevated above him, and that their mental ability surpassed his, he wanted to put a stop to their thought, but he did not know the extent of their mental superiority, and he could not stop them. He made a plan with his demons, who are his powers. Each of them fornicated with wisdom, Sophia, and produced fate, the last variety of imprisonment. Fate changes unpredictably. It is of different sorts just as the demons are of different sorts. Fate is hard. Fate is stronger than the gods, the authorities, the demons, the generations of people who are caught up in it. Out of fate emerge sinfulness, violence, blasphemy, forgetfulness, ignorance, weighty commandments, heavy sins, terrible fear. In this way all of creation became blind, ignorant of God above everything. Because of imprisonment and forgetfulness, they are unaware of their sins, they are bound into periods of time and seasons by fate who is lord of it all. Yaldabaoth eventually came to regret everything he had created. He decided to bring a great flood upon creation, upon mankind. But the great light of providence warned Noah. He preached to all of the children, the sons of men, but if they were strangers to him, they didn't listen. It was not the way Moses said, they hid in an ark. Rather, they hid in a special place, not just Noah, but also many other people from the immovable race. They went into hiding within a cloud of light. Noah knew his own authority, and that of the light being who illuminated them, although the chief ruler poured darkness over all the world. The chief ruler and his powers plotted a strategy, to send his demons to human daughters and make themselves children by them to enjoy. But they failed. After their failure they made another plan. They created an artificial spirit, modeled on the spirit who descended. So, to impregnate souls by means of this spirit, the demons changed appearance to look like the women's husbands. They filled the women with that spirit of darkness and wickedness. They brought into being gold and silver, money and coins, iron and other metals and all things of this sort. And the people who were attracted were led astray into troubles, and were greatly misled, and grew old, experiencing no pleasure, and died finding no truth, never knowing the true God. 
This is the way that they enslaved all of creation, from the foundation of the world until now. They took some women and produced children out of darkness, and they closed their hearts, and they hardened themselves in the hardness of their artificial spirit, until the present day. The Apocryphon of John Isis Unveiled Chapter 15 To begin with, the Garden of Eden as a locality is no myth at all. It belongs to those landmarks of history, which occasionally disclose to the student that the Bible is not all mere allegory. Eden, or the Hebrew, Ganeden, meaning the park or the Garden of Eden, is an archaic name of the country watered by the Euphrates and its many branches, from Asia and Armenia to the Erythraean Sea. In the Chaldean Book of Numbers, its location is designated in numerals, and in the cipher Rosicrucian manuscript, left by Count St. Germain, it is fully described. In the Assyrian tablets, it is rendered Gon Dunyas. Behold, say the Elohim of Genesis, the man is become as one of us. The Elohim may be accepted in one sense for gods or powers, and taken in another one for the Alain or priests, the hierophants initiated into the good and the evil of this world. For there was a college of priests called the Alaim, while the head of their caste, or the chief of the Hierophants, was known as Java Alaim. Instead of becoming a neophyte, and gradually obtaining his esoteric knowledge through a regular initiation, an Adam, or a man, uses his intuitional faculties, and, prompted by the serpent, woman and matter, tastes of the tree of knowledge, the esoteric or secret doctrine, unlawfully. The priests of Hercules, or Melkarth, the lord of the Eden, all wore coats of skin. The text says, And Java Alim, made for Adam and his wife, Chitunuthaur. The first Hebrew word, Chichin, is the Greek chitin. It became a Slavonic word by adoption from the Bible, and means coat and upper garment. H.P. Blavatsky Though containing the same substratum of esoteric truth as every early cosmogony, the Hebrew scripture wears on its face the marks of its double origin. Its genesis is purely a reminiscence of the Babylonian captivity. The names of places, men, and even objects, can be traced from the original text to the Chaldeans and the Akkadians, the progenitors and Aryan instructors of the former. It is strongly contested that the Akkad tribes of Chaldea, Babylonia, and Assyria were in any way cognate with the Brahmins, of Hindustan, but there are more proofs in favor of this opinion than otherwise. The Shemite, or Assyrian, ought, perchance, to have been called the Turanian, and the Mongolians have been denominated sides. But if the Akkadians ever existed otherwise than in the imagination of some philologists and ethnologists, they certainly would never have been a Turanian tribe, as some Assyriologists have striven to make us believe. They were simply emigrants on their way to Asia Minor from India, the cradle of humanity, and their sacerdotal adepts tarries to civilize and initiate a barbarian people. Alivi proved the fallacy of the Turanian mania in regard to the Akkadian people, whose very name has been changed a dozen times already, and other scientists have proved that the Babylonian civilization was neither born nor developed in that country. It was imported from India, and the importers were Brahmanical Hindus. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14
You were told long ago that miracles are God's perfection, God's way of life uninterfered with by mankind's discord or limitation, and those miracles are the beloved mighty I am presence, and the ascended host's sacred fire's heart flames of such love that no human thing can exist within it, and no amount of mankind's discord can ever enter into it and exist longer, because it consumes everything unlike itself. Within that consuming there is no discord. Whatever the sacred fire love does, it does harmoniously, and more than that, it is a permanent accomplishment. If you want miracles, if you want perfection, if you want protection, keep this command going and see for yourselves whether I tell you the truth. I am willing to be proved, but you must use your own consciousness and your own heart's flame of your mighty I am present sacred fire's indestructible, purifying love, and call it into yourself. Call it into the things that bless you. Call it into the things that other people give you. Call it into the things that you give other people. Call it into the atmosphere you breathe. Call it into the powers of nature and forces of the elements. And open the door and let us give you the magnificent perfection of the ascended master's octave. It is without limit. It is invincible and is eternally expanding. There is no such thing as limitation to us. There is no lack or limitation in our ascended master octave because it is completely the sacred fire's love, its indestructible purity, and its power without limit. We can release that sacred fire of indestructible, purifying love with such pressure, no human thing on this earth can move. Do you know what pressure it takes to stop all the action of mankind and the animal creation in this world? Can you comprehend, can you imagine what pressure of energy it takes to shut off the action of all beings on this world? It has been done, and certain pressure, at certain times in the past when mankind wouldn't listen, that pressure came and shut off the discord, and it can come again. But we want to train you, if you care to accept it, to use the power as we use it in the ascended master's octave, and draw it into the physical conditions to purify them as quickly as possible, and to hold perfect balance wherever you abide, for your convenience, for your mastery, for your freedom, and to clothe you with our power that enables you to give help like that to your loved ones and to those of the outer world who know not which way to turn at this time. Beloved Aloha Marayan. Please make the powers of nature and forces of the elements your friends, and if you will, you will never have cause to regret it. Destructive activities cannot approach you when you have blessed the powers of nature and the forces of the elements, with our love, and its indestructible purity that sets them free from distress and limitation. Oh, use this power beloved ones. Mankind does not know the use of energy in the divine way of life. It is without limit. We offer it to you. The outer world can't offer it to you through its discord. What can the outer world's discord give you that is good? Everything good in the universe depends on the sacred fire of our love's indestructible purity, and that's why we exist as the seven mighty powers around the throne. That's why we are called the seven mighty builders, because we use the supreme power that builds only perfection and gives it to life to expand more perfection. So, if from this hour you will accept our love and our sacred fire's indestructible purity, as you will call it into the powers of nature and forces of the elements, to dissolve and consume everything mankind's discord has imposed upon the powers of nature, you will know a freedom and a happiness, and use of certain powers you never dreamed you could use in this embodiment. We are offering this to you all because of the world's crisis this hour. May you understand what love can do for you and use it. Use it. Use it everywhere in the physical octave to do that which nothing else can do, and all mankind's energy put together cannot do this which our sacred fire love's indestructible purity can do, 
as it produces perfection in the powers of nature and forces of the elements, as it draws forth by precipitation, out of the atmosphere, the perfection we want you to have, the miracle way to live life, and the fulfillment of the divine plan that not only set you free, but sets free all you contact wherever you pass by, and you become a steady blessing, just like the sun's light rays bless you in the earth. Wherever you go, you can be the illumining presence of the sacred fire love's indestructible purity that prevents all wrong, everywhere you go the rest of eternity. It is worth any effort you make to gather the momentum now and fold yourselves in it, fill yourselves with it, that it may set you free, and then go forward and use it to free others, as we have offered it to free you. Beloved Aloha Marayan.